Women's bikini lines. What's the first thing that comes to mind? Well, if you're in Ottawa's tech scene, you might have a different answer to that. A startup focused on women's bikini lines is attracting all sorts of attention. Dragon's Den, fastest growing companies, 40 under 40. What is the connection between bikini lines and tech? Coming up on Techopia Live. <laughs> Hello, I'm Michael Kern from the Ottawa Business Journal. Welcome to Techopia Live. This is a regular podcast from the Ottawa Business Journal that features next generation technology companies. We want to shine a spotlight on the up and comers. We want to keep you updated as well on the established players, all with a goal of keeping the tech sector informed and connected. In today's episode, we'll explore a little bit of a different company, although it seems like I say that every single time. Uh, it's an online retailer that specializes in bikini line skincare products. Hmm, that's not that that isn't your typical company. Uh, that's a guess. This company is racking up awards with OBJ in here locally. It ranked number one on OBJ's 2022 fastest growing companies list. It won a 2022 Bootstrap Award for marketing. And today's guest was also, as if that wasn't enough, a 2022 40 under 40 award winner. So it would appear the world is his oyster these days. Now let's welcome our guest. Here is the CEO and co-founder of Bush Bomb. Here is David Gaylord. Hello, David. Hey, thanks for having me, Michael. Excited to be here. I am, yeah, no, it's I'm really excited to have this chat. Uh, we were saying to each other, we keep bumping into each other, and it's always like in crowded places. So we never have, uh, not that this is an intimate decision uh, discussion, <laughs> excuse me, because we're broadcasting it. But uh, it's good to at least deal with you one-on-one -on -one for a bit. So thank you for that, David. Yeah, totally. So uh, so yeah, let's just get to know you uh, a little bit. We're going to focus on your company, but uh, I want to know who, and other people want to know who David Gaylord is. Over to you. Yeah, so, so my background is, uh, I, I guess, a little different. I grew up in a small town, Tweed, Ontario. And uh, I always grew up actually in a family business. So my family business was... They actually had a store in Ottawa for about four or five years. So it's called Gaylord Hardwood Flooring. So I, my dad taught me a lot about business. Um, I worked kind of the worst jobs you could have and some of the better jobs you could have at kind of a small uh, manufacturing company, sales, uh, kind of the whole works. And then I, I ended up in university in New Jersey on a golf scholarship, actually. And uh, I wasn't sure what to take. I knew I wanted to do business. And uh, somehow I fell into, into marketing. Um, and I, I actually, at the time, my school, I, I, I see it more now, but they had a uh, concentration in digital marketing, which at the time was very unusual. So I, I took that and uh, it was great. It was an awesome program. Um, and then from there, I found myself at Shopify um, in an entry level customer service role, which was the best decision I've probably made in, in a long time. And I learned so much of exactly what I wanted to learn. Like e-commerce at the time was really taking off. and uh, Everything's kind of led to to Bushbomb, which uh, we actually started while uh, while I was at uh, Shopify. Um, so my background's always been in the marketing sector, and lately, e-commerce has really uh, been, become a, a passion of mine. That's that's awesome. That's awesome. And I can I can kind of tell that you grew up in an entrepreneurial family, and you you know people that are entrepreneurs often have that 
like inner feeling about entrepreneurship and and driving that. I know you said your your dad was a big uh, inspiration in the, in mm, planting that definitely. seed with you. Yeah, exactly. So let's yeah, let's let's talk Bush Bomb a little bit. So give us uh, you know, I've heard of them. People might have heard about about them. We're going to talk about Dragon's Den here in mm. a second. Uh, but yeah, give us the, the kind of the basics on the company in terms of size, uh, companies, what you're doing. Yeah, so we we started in 2016, so it was a it was quite a long time ago. And for the first few years, we were all there's three of us part time employees. were we weren't really doing much for it. We were just trying to get it going. Um, and then in 2019 is when we really started to take off. But we, we didn't uh, hire any employees until actually after the Dragon's Den episode. So Dragon's Den, we had three of us who were very part-time. And I think at that time we hit, it was $1.8 million in sales that year. And we just had three kind of part-time. So a lot of it was tech and automation and building it out that way. Um, but the product line and the focus has kind of stayed the same. So we, we started with uh, waxing salons was a big, uh, big area for us. And they needed a product uh, for immediately after waxing for irritation. Um, so we launched our oils and that that took off uh, really, really strongly. And then we've slowly introduced more products in that category. So ingrown hairs, razor burn, dark spots. Um, and then recently, you can see there are trimmer uh, we launched uh, last year uh, is our first technology product. And it's been a really big hit. Um, so we're, we're actually going to be launching more uh, skin tools is what you'd probably call them. So technology products. Um, but yeah, the overall goal of Bush Bomb is we're focused on the bikini line and we're building unique products that uh, typically the ingredients we're trying to use were for your face, uh, for the kind of more, uh, the areas where there are many more competitors and big competitors, whereas the bikini line is an area that we see a lot of white space. So we're, we're really focused on, on that and carving our niche uh, into this category that seems niche, but we believe is actually very, very broad just because almost everyone is is doing something down there. Very interesting, especially you staying boot, like really bootstrapped and small until Dragon's Den, which we'll talk about in a second. But just a couple more facts, and I fully appreciate that you're privately held company, so you don't have to disclose anything you don't want to, but generally number of employees these days? Yeah, we actually just hit 20. Um, okay, so we're awesome. Pretty, yeah. So, and a lot of it is in marketing and then we're building out a sales team for our, our wholesale business. Uh, so we're not, we're not just e-commerce anymore. We're moving into uh, some big retailers and then uh, we're in over a thousand uh, small waxing salons actually. Okay. Uh, and give us a sense. We're going to, we're going to dig into this. I keep previewing what's to come. That's, that's to keep mm -hmm. people involved here, but give us a sense of uh, percentage revenue. If you're comfortable percentage revenue yeah. and online sales versus Kind of channel sales in actual mm. retailers yeah so it's changed significantly um over the years so e-commerce is about how we started and actually when we first started we said no to the thought of any retailer or any wholesale business or waxing salon business just because uh it's a lot of work you gotta like talk to them communicate send them information all the time um whereas now we've expanded that so our, our e-commerce is down to probably I think it's something like 65% of the business. Um, okay. And then the remainder is is either retail um, or waxing. Um, and then the other piece is we, we have a really big uh, retail launch um, next year. So next March is our okay. first our first serious retail launch. It's a store with over a thousand locations. So wow. it'll be 
it'll be a big one for us. Um, whereas okay. right now, we are in Indigo, which is which is great. But uh, I don't know how many stores they are. It's it's under a hundred that we're in. Um, whereas yeah, going up to a thousand, it kind of changes the scale of what uh, big retail is. No kidding. And can you give us a breakdown? I, I suspect Canada is still a big part of the company, but Canada, U.S. You you are selling into the U.S. I presume. Yep. Uh, so it's it's actually Canada is about thirty percent of the oh, split. Oh, there US, you go. Yeah. So U.S. is about seventy, and it's sad to say, but it's just cheaper to to sell in the U.S. than it is in Canada. Okay. Okay, that's really yeah, interesting. The shipping. Okay, it's a shipping cost. Okay. Yeah, and it's just the the efficiencies of like online marketing. So we we just get way more bang for our buck uh, in the U.S. because there's so many more people, bigger city centers, and then shipping costs are, yeah. They tend to be almost 20, 20% uh, lower in the U.S. for us than uh, than in Canada. And fair to assume, uh, David, you don't own a manufacturing plant. This this is outsourced. So you guys develop the product and then you outsource the manufacturing. Is that kind of how it works? Yeah. So we have uh, quite a few different manufacturers. But yeah, the process, we, we essentially source all the components, which is a lot of work on its own. And then find the manufacturers, work with the chemists to build each product. And then from there... They want your business uh, to fill. They're they're often called cosmetic manufacturers, um, and then the the best product for us, or some of the best products, are the the trimmer. It's an excellent product, excellent manufacturer, and they do everything for us. So we just the box shows up with the trimmer in it. Everything's good to go. Um, Where supply chain on the other products is actually uh, it's a significant amount of work. Okay, cool. Uh, that's awesome. And. Uh... Let's talk Dragon's Den. Yeah. <laughs> so you had an opportunity in 2020 to pitch on Dragon's Den. And I think for a lot of Canadian entrepreneurs, that's still a dream come true. It's There's probably like a big, long story. So kind of give me the short <laughs> version of how did it go? And equally yeah. important to this crowd, what was the finance deal like? What was mm -hmm. the financial impact of that? So go ahead. Yeah. So it's it's just to talk about how, like the interesting time of how it all happened. We applied in uh, February 2020. So that was uh, right before COVID actually started. So I remember our, our initial pitch, we said this year we're going to do $600,000 in sales. And that was our pitch. Anyways, we ended up getting on and we didn't film until August. Um, and by August, our pitch had changed to this year we're going to do $1.8 million. So like the, the amount we thought we would do to when we actually pitched was so fast and changed so much. We sold out a bunch of times and we were really growing uh, like rapidly. Um, so yeah, the, the pitch, uh, we we had the business pretty well down pat and understood our numbers super well. Um, and yeah, the dragons all were very receptive and we actually got exactly what we asked for from like it, on the TV show, it, it doesn't show it, but um, our, the first dragon actually gave us exactly what we offered. Um, so it, it, on the show, when they air it, they make it more dramatic and, and all that, but yeah, we got, we got the first offer. Um, we accepted it. Um, and then from there you go into due diligence. Um, and they, they took about two months probably to give us like any sort of term sheet, which they gave us, uh, it a mid, mid December. So what ended up happening, um, which is probably for the benefit is at the time, I think we, we got 400,000 was what we accepted on the show. Um, and then by the time the term sheet got to us, um, our business had grown like even more. So we were like, well, actually, we don't feel like this is even a, a good good deal anymore. And so it ended up falling through. But uh, her, Arlene's team has been 
are actually helpful and uh they've given us advice kind of on kind of just along the way um just out of the courtesy um and I'm, I'm actually meeting with them uh um next tuesday just to kind of catch up after a few years but yeah i didn't go through uh but the pr and dragon's den and everything was just just amazing yeah and you know i've we've had some dragon's den to, dragon's den stars to some of our uh, events and that and they've, they've talked frankly about it and it's it's not to suggest seriously that it's fake but you know, often there's a deal done on TV, then you get into due mm -hmm. diligence. And uh, yours is probably a typical, you know, example where there's a hockey stick like growth. Yeah. And it's like, we can't do that deal anymore. Like we're like growth is our growth is our sales have double, like the valuation of the company is completely different from what we said on, you know, on a TV show. Yeah, exactly. And they're hearing your business for the first time. So like due diligence is it is obviously super important. But yeah, the show, if like anyone in business, I actually found it one of the best experiences to like understand yourself and your business and really dig into your numbers and like really get everything in order. So when we went on, that was, then we're, it, it set us up for all these processes now, like financially that are just so helpful. Um, so yeah, I, if anyone is going on it's and they need advice or want advice, happy to chat. Cause uh, yeah, we had the best experience and uh, definitely would, would recommend it to, to anyone. Yeah. And, and, you know, it goes without saying you referenced it, the, the marketing boost of being exposed to mm -hmm. tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of people, especially when you've got a retail product is, is yeah. pretty immeasurable. You know, that type of exposure is worth, worth a lot of money, quite frankly. So you, so you did have a financial <laughs> impact. It just wasn't a, exactly. the right term sheet. Yeah. All right, David, we're going to pause our conversation now just because I want to uh, recognize the sponsor of this particular episode, a company, by the way, that helps uh, people like David here grow very rapidly. Uh, here's Number Crunch. Number Crunch is an Ottawa-based firm that allows you to outsource your financials, especially if you're a technology startup or early stage company. Number Crunch services range from bookkeeping, accounts receivable, and monthly reconciliations to full virtual CFO services, including investment preparation and cash flow forecasting. Number Crunch is led by Susan Richards and Craig Hung. Combined, they have more than 40 years of financial experience in this market, having advised dozens of firms. Number Crunch will help your company mitigate risk by ensuring proper accounting procedures, provide you with strategic input, and scale along with your business. To get a quote on outsourcing your accounting, please visit numbercrunch.ca. And we're back talking to David Gaylord, the co-founder and CEO of Bushbomb. Uh, David, I wanted to get into kind of what your the secret to your success is. And when I was reading your story, various uh, story, various uh, news clippings, and your LinkedIn profile, I have a sense that you know, of course, your product was fundamental to your success and identifying this niche. So I'm not trying to underplay that. But you know, my sense, and this is what I want to ask you, is that digital marketing was kind of one of your big differentiators out of the gate. Yeah, for sure. And the kind of looking back at it, I know it's like a technology podcast as well. And how I'm seeing it nowadays is whatever your business is, you, you do have to have a lot of tech built into it. Um, so for us on the digital side, yeah, there, there's a, a great understanding of the ad platforms, but also what goes on behind the scenes when you get a customer record. So uh, you get an email, an SMS, 
you really have to have all these automations set up to make sure you nurture that uh, that potential customer and and ideally get them to convert at uh, the highest rate. Um, and if you aren't doing all these, not to say tactics, um, a lot of them now are just, this is just how you have to do it. The hardest part is knowing the finer details of what's gonna work and what won't work. Um, but yeah, getting back to our, our secret success, definitely a lot of tech, digital marketing. Um, and then also understanding uh, the consumer is a really, really difficult thing. Um, and we actually weren't successful until we finally found uh, kind of the language that worked and the uh, the visuals that worked for our business. Um, and then nowadays it's, it's just difficult. Um, and the, the difficulty comes from the tech sector of digital marketing and you really have to be agile and find the areas where you can get uh, get wins um, and pivot uh, as you need. So we that's that's kind of our specialty on the marketing front is we're really agile, really quick, um, and really technically savvy on uh, say automations, um, looking at consumer insights, that that kind of thing. That's that's interesting uh, that you say that. So I, I picked up on the the technology kind of savvy answer there, but but there was a, a element in your answer of just good old fashioned marketing, which is what is the right language that resonates with our consumers and what are the photos. So there was kind of that basic back to marketing uh, stuff. And I would say that arguably is the most important. I would say of the business in general, like the products have to be excellent. Um, but yeah, the, the language you use and the visuals, um, without understanding what's going to resonate with your consumer, you could do all the digital marketing in the world and it, it won't hit. Um, so yeah, we, we focused, uh, actually one of our earliest things we did was an Etsy show. So you're there in person talking to people. It was an excellent way to learn, um, what resonated and worked with uh, consumers. And then from there, we translated that into our, our website, our automations, all, all of those things. But yeah. Old uh, old school marketing actually right now with the cost of digital marketing is is becoming uh, more and more important uh, uh, is what I'm seeing. Cool. So let's talk about growth. Um, you you were listed as the number one fast growing company with uh, OBJ in 2022 with get this uh, five thousand five hundred and seventy percent. That's over a three year period. So I guess my like I have so many questions about that number. <laughs> so first is like how do you sustain that like. I think that number is remarkable to me and it's terrifying to me. Yeah. Um, so for, for us now, um, we, we've still bootstrapped the company, but we're, we're considering our first ever raise right now. And the as soon as you raise, you really do have the slight pressure to continue the growth, obviously, and you kind of promise numbers you're going to hit. So for us now, it's it's finding what are the new opportunities and also what is the projected growth that we're going to hit. Um, so if we just continued as is, we kind of have our projections for where we would go. Um, and then we also have uh, some ways we've diversified the business. So for instance, our, our waxing salon business now, um, we've started to hire, we have now two salespeople, um, where a year ago, we didn't even, we didn't have a team at all. And it was just kind of an organic piece of our business. Whereas now we're, we're trying to figure out the math on, okay, if we can hire two more sales reps, what's the revenue uh, that we can bring in with that? Um, so that's kind of one area we can really grow the business. Um, the other area we're realizing is through product innovation. So next year, actually in, in November this year, we have a really innovative product that we're gonna be launching that we think will drive quite a bit uh, growth and revenue. So that's just one avenue. The other one that's a very big piece that uh, we're gonna launch next year is we've never sold internationally. 
um, so other than Canada and the US. Um, so as soon as we get into kind of Australia, UK, that opens up a really significant uh, amount of revenue. Um, and then the last, which is a tiny part of our business right now is retail. So if we, uh, we launch in kind of major retailers um, and really do a, a great job of launching, um, that can be a significant growth lever for us. And we do have one, uh, one major retailer in beauty we're launching next, uh, next March. So that'll be, uh, that'll be a big revenue chunk. Um, and then, yeah, the, the hardest part is just continuously winning on marketing and, and making sure you get kind of more eyeballs on your, on your brand and your products, uh, work and have good, good reviews. That, that's the key to, to retention for sure. Uh, a, a quick quick follow-up question, then, then we'll start wrapping up, David. So if yeah. there's uh, an entrepreneur watching today and they're dreaming about achieving 5,570% revenue <laughs> growth over a three-year period, you know, what quick piece of advice would you give them to prepare for that or to or to even create that growth? What would you, what would you say? Yeah, I, I guess the, the biggest thing is like we took a lot of risk um, in that early period to to bet on a few things, which proved to, it worked out quite, quite well. And we're glad we did it. So it, it's almost like not being afraid to take those risks. Um, and then the other piece, when you're, you're so small and lean, um, we did most of that revenue growth with a team of five. Um, so when you're that small and lean communication and um, really being open with everyone uh, goes a long way. Um, so kind of having a good, uh, a good team that you can communicate well with, um, if you're selling out, if you're scaling, if you're changing budgets, um, that that uh, that really does go a long way. And then as you get into the third year of that growth, the biggest thing is process and building light frameworks that you can use to to actually scale the business and make sure it's repeatable. Um, that to me was was probably the most difficult part for for our team. And we're still figuring it out every day. But yeah, really being uh, flexible, communicating well and and building out really strong processes uh, goes a long way. It, it's amazing how it often comes back to some of those basics, communication, working on processes, getting efficient, mm -hmm. all, all those business basics just, you know, underpin growth, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, and it also is a lot of fun. Those, uh, those three years were um, fascinating times. We learned, we all learned uh, a lot there. Cool. So we'll wrap up here in a second. Uh, I want to look forward to 2023. So what is coming up for Bushbomb? What can we look forward to? Yeah, so we are expanding our team in Ottawa, which is excellent. I'm in the office right now. Um, so we're growing and we're probably going to grow that sales team a little bit more for, for waxing salons. Um, a fun stat actually is there's um, 10 times more waxing salons in the U.S. than there are Starbucks. Um, which is just a, a fascinating, crazy stat to talk about how like big the industry is. Um, so yeah, we're, we're scaling that out a lot. And then our major retail launch in March will be, uh, it's like the Super Bowl for us. Like that really is uh, probably the biggest accomplishment we've had to date. Um, so making sure that's a huge success uh, across the U.S. is, is a really big priority for the, the, for the brand. And then more, more products. And unique uh, in November, we'll have a product that will catch a lot of eyes. Okay, well, I'm I'm on pins and needles, but we'll we'll hold that secret and 
notify the OBJ news team to stay uh, stay on the ready. <laughs> David, our sponsor, uh, chief sponsor on the show is EY, and their slogan is Building a Better Working World. So we always like to ask our guests how they relate to that phrase, which could mean like an HR policy or talent, could be some sort of bigger impact on the world. When I ask you about that, uh, what does it mean to you? What comes to mind? Yeah, there, there are a few things that come to mind. So at, at Bushbaum, we are actually really passionate about building an Ottawa office. So we, we have an office here in Little Italy and we do all kinds of things from town hall to having drinks on a Friday or playing games at, uh, at lunch, stuff like that. And we're, we're trying to build it where people really enjoy um, the culture at, uh, at Bushbaum. And then, and then the other kind of higher level look um, kind of the reason Bushbaum even exists, and we we really do see ourselves as doing good in the world. Um, we just our, our our kind of mission, you would say, is we want every woman to be confident in a bikini. Um, so that that's really at the heart of what we do, and we we think that's generally just a a good thing for uh, for the world. David, uh, thanks for joining us today. We really appreciate having you with us. Awesome, yeah, I appreciate it. This is great. Right. It was good to chat. Right. Yeah, good to chat, and we'll we'll have to do it in a in a more, as I said, intimate fashion where we're not rolling cameras and and uh, lights and that type of stuff. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All, All right, so take care, David. Thanks, All, All right, right uh, as we wrap up here, let's take a look at some of the other great companies that champion Techopia. Techopia is brought to you by many great sponsors, such as EY, building a better working world. Number Crunch, offering virtual CFO services for SaaS companies. Pearlie Robertson, Hill & McDougall, a leader in business and technology sector law. TD Bank, specialized programs for technology companies. The University of Ottawa, Faculty of Engineering, creating the next generation of technical talent. Callion, innovative solutions delivered with integrity. Techopia is not only a podcast, we post new articles daily at obj.ca slash techopia. If you're on Facebook or Twitter, you can find Techopia at Techopia OTT. And if you're on YouTube, please subscribe and click the bell icon. All right, a big uh, thank you once again to David uh, Gaylord from uh, from a, a Tremendous local uh, e-commerce company uh, and a retail one, so I, I think it's really cool to see this. Uh, uh, not not the typical uh, segment uh, uh, of the economy that we often feature here, but yeah, awesome, awesome to see the uh, success of Bush Bomb. Thank you for watching or listening. We hope Techno Techopia is keeping you connected and informed. Let's keep building Ottawa's technology utopia. That's Techopia. See you soon. Bye bye.